0: minutes (laughs) i was like because i have two kind of recording setups i have like audacity going which is what and then i have the zoom and the zoom records both of us audacity i've just been recording myself so (laughs) uh start let's start at the beginning joseph smith mormonism we are (laughs) (laughs) i'm so sorry at least it's only 10 minutes i've
1: yeah no you're good okay All right. So, um, as I explained, so I'm early, I'm in my early thirties. I'm an ex-Mormon. Uh, up, up until I was 29 years old, I grew up the Mormon life. Uh, I was a Mormon missionary. I went to Brigham Young University. I got married early. You know, I've got a couple of kids. Uh, luckily my wife and I are on the same page about just about everything. And so we're both now ex Mormon, men and we, uh, we still very much do like each other even outside of, because that's actually a, a thing that gets kind of hard for people who end up be- leaving the church is then it's like, wait, we yeah, are that- pressured and getting married super fast. Do we actually like each other? Yeah. But luckily we still very much do like each other a whole lot. Right. And, so then, anyway, um, it's kind of a brief background on the origin story. This is this is how I would explain it as a missionary. This is kind of the official story, which uh, is different than kind of how things actually went down. Uh, and and also, Mormonism hasn't evolved quite a bit just in its like short two hundred year history. <laughs> so anyway. Uh the current story is early 18 or mid-1820s, uh, rural upstate New York, 14-year-old boy, Joseph Smith, just comes from a poor family. He just wants to do what's right. He just wants to do what God wants him to do. But everyone in this town is all arguing and they're always, they're just like, you know, there's lots of churches and they're all saying, you're wrong. No, you're wrong. And you read a passage in the New Testament in James that said, basically, if you have a question, ask God; and He'll tell you. So Joseph went out to the woods, and uh, if you ever go up to uh, upstate Palmyra, New York, you can go take a tour of uh, a recreation of his little log cabin in the woods that where this happened. <laughs> mm. um, and he went and he prayed and. And as he was praying, a a dark force overtook him and and tried to shut his mouth so that he couldn't speak. And um, and he thought he was going to die. And right when he was ready to accept that this dark force was about to kill him, he did at the last moment plead out in his mind to ask God for help. And then a bright light appeared over his head and then uh, two guys showed up. It was God and Jesus. Nice. Which they uh, are two different people in Mormonism, which separates them from uh, most Christians. But
0: but Jesus is
1: definitely. Oh, go ahead.
0: Oh, I I was going to say. I mean, it's more. It seems more in line with Judaism, where uh, in Judaism, like uh, Jesus is just considered like a prophet, not a uh, an exalted kind of uh, uber prophet. Well, it's a little
1: okay. This is all right. This is. It's more like Christianity. Mm. but it's sort of it's it's uh it's it's <laughs> it's like uh one of your first like your second episode or third episode i, I can't remember which one you were talking about how like the rules kind of got into like uh what was the example that w- you or the guests i can't remember who used the example of like like uh a D and D forum or a star Wars forum or something like people just arguing about the weirdest little details. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. The Talmud. Yeah. It might've been, I mean like rules show up all throughout the old Testament. It's like, that's the end of Exodus and then uh, Leviticus or Deuteronomy. So either or
1: like, like with Mormonism, it can get into some really weird details. (laughs) Yeah. So, so we'll get back to Jesus, but Jesus is basically God, but also God exists too. Mm -hmm. Um. We'll hit on that in a minute. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right.
1: But anyway, God showed up and said, "Hey, here's my son Jesus. Listen to what he has to say." And then he just stood there the rest of the time. And Jesus then was like, "You know what?" I'll even find the quote because this is this kind of intense the way he the wording he uses, mm-hmm. which uh, a lot of Mormons don't like to talk about nowadays because it sounds harsh, but. Uh, basically he was just like yeah so i'm jesus and you wanted to know about which church to join the answer is none of them (laughs) because all of them are wrong because i came and i set up my church and then everyone started just doing things their own way and none of them are doing the right thing anymore and the wording that jesus used and this is official canonical scripture is
0: Oh, this is gonna be good. Let me see, I wasn't. I wasn't thinking about this. I didn't mark it. But, um, <clears throat> can I can I take a guess as to what he says? Yeah. Okay. Um. So so Jesus comes and he says, "They got it all backwards and fucked up." Is that, Based, is that it? well? Am I close?
1: Yes. It's um. And oh, he, he um. Oh, and Joseph had never. He was blown away by this because he was a. Uh, was like expecting to uh yeah he said joseph right uh he was, yeah I thought, anyway he said he was blown away because he was like i was just waiting for jesus to tell me which one i didn't think that all none was going to be the answer yeah. um he said oh i was answered that i must join none of them for they were all wrong and the personage who addressed me jesus said that all of their that all their creeds were an abomination in his sight
0: Whoa. and that those,
1: prefer, those professors were all corrupt that they draw near to me with their lips but their hearts are far from me And they teach for doctrines the commandments of men having a form of godliness but they deny the power thereof so so the official scripture is that every other church uh which mormon doesn't didn't exist at this moment but uh Currently, every other church is all—they are all abominations in Jesus's eyes.
0: That's harsh. That's, and that's all, it's harsher that's the, than I thought he would say. It's actually somehow worse than what I my <laughs> guess. I think. Yeah. I mean, I profaned a little bit, but at least you know I gave people like, eh, you know they were wrong." But here it's like they are actively corrupt, which is
1: yes, yeah, it's far pretty, worse.
0: <laughs> that's <as> damning. <laughs>
1: Yeah. So anyway, and then he like that, uh, he told people and everyone got really mad at him. Oh, yeah. Jesus was like, so don't join any of him. Just hang out. Keep being a good person. I'll get back to you in a little bit. And then that was it. And so uh, he uh, and everyone in the town got mad at him. It was like, you're a little liar, you little shit. <laughs> and, uh, you're going to hell for saying that you saw Jesus. He would never show his face to anyone. You know, Mo- Moses only barely even saw it once. Like you're, yeah. you're, you're a little liar. And so he kind of just hung out for a couple years, and he'd kind of just, you know, now he's like 18 years old. And his wording was that he just kind of he hadn't done anything serious, but he was kind of, you know, now he was like. He'd been a teenage boy, whatever that's supposed to mean, back in the early 1800s. And, he, yeah. you know, He was like he in was in his gay. room he prayed. and he prayed and he's like, you know, I've kind of I haven't really been as focused as I probably should have been. Uh, I'm really sorry. Will you forgive me? And then a light appeared in his room and this guy shows up. Uh, his name is Moroni. Huh. And he's an angel says hey joseph i'm morona so here's the deal uh jesus said you're forgiven he gets it you're good he he likes you came and said "Uh, sorry you're you're all good your sins are all forgiven so there's this book you're gonna go get it it's on a hill like a couple miles away from your house you're gonna find you're gonna dig under this rock and you're gonna find a book that's made out of gold it's made out of metal um go get it and i'll tell you when to get it so anyway some little things here and there with the story basically he gets this book he's not allowed to show it to anyone and then he uh, by the power of god he translated it from mm just ancient language. And he used these weird, uh, these glasses that were with the book in this little box. in the brain. <laughs> Okay. And, uh, and that is the book of Mormon.
0: Wow.
1: And then, and then uh, he, so as he, he would read it aloud and he had a couple of different people who would write for him. And if you look at artwork, all the artwork I ever knew growing up was always him, Sometimes they draw the weird glasses, but most of the time they didn't include those. They just had him sitting there with Mm -hmm. this golden book open in front of him. And his, you know, sometimes his finger running like as though he's like actually reading it aloud. Yeah. Like an actual book, him staring at it. And then the other guy sitting at the other end of the table writing. Mm. Uh, So you'd mentioned before the South park episode. Yeah. For anyone who's seen it, uh, like Growing up, I saw that episode, and I was like, what the hell are they talking about? That's not what happened. It turns out that's exactly what happens. Uh, and they still are very weird. I mean, due to the internet, they've had to be a little bit, the churches had to be a little bit more open. But mm-hmm. they still don't like talking about the hat with the rock in it. But it turns out that, yeah, he had a, a hat with a rock in it. He was just looking at the rock. Because uh, again, no one, no one. Sorry, was in, the, in, oh, in the book, the Book of Mormon, the gold book was just sitting on the table with a blanket over it.
0: So wait, wait, wait. What was the <laughs> the rock with the hat? Because I again, the South Park episode. That's the only exposure to it. But I also saw it uh, over ten years ago, so I don't remember the rock with the hat. Like I, um... so there,
1: there was a, a prevalent belief, and I only learned this within like the last two years. Back in the early days of America, that. <sighs> I don't know where this originates from, but there's uh, things called peep stones. And a lot of times people just use, like, uh, they would dig up Indian artifacts that were stones that had been used for, like, beads for necklaces. They had little tiny holes in them. Yeah. And no no, no, one knew what they were, but they'd just find rocks. They'd find kind of pretty-looking ones, and they would look into it. Basically, it's like a crystal ball.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. And
1: they would use it for treasure. For treasure digging
0: Also, oh, like dowsing. yeah oh yeah they were just exactly. doing they were just doing like little um field magic using uh relics that they they found yes
1: yes exactly and so that, they would go search for treasure
0: that that strikes me as being uh a particularly pagan kind of like doing magic and from that tradition springs another form of christianity who would have thought you know,
1: yeah, well, it was all very rural magic was just all it, it was very big back then, but it just all had a twist of like Jesus to it, yeah,
0: yeah. You got, you got so, Jesus yeah, so in- uh,
1: they would use these to search for treasure, um, mm-hmm. and also then it just happens to turn out that, like, well, you know, God just that's just what Joseph because Joseph grew up poor. Mm-hmm and he was just a very apparently very handsome very charismatic guy you just immediately liked him and just wanted to sit there and listen to him talk and anytime you met him yeah and that's from what i've read people who never believed in mormonism ever who met him that's what they all said they said he was hot yeah he's just attractive handsome charismatic just you just as soon as he opened his mouth it was just like everyone just like just listened Nice. He's just a great storyteller. I, I also think my belief, a lot of people have different, like a lot of people think he was secretly just reading off of the Bible while he dictated the book of Mormon. I think he had basically like a photographic memory.
0: Mm.
1: And he said an insanely good memory. Like he probably was a genius to a degree. Also, he was a charismatic psychopath, but uh, <laughs> yeah. But or a con, like, or a yeah. con man.
0: Like this kind well, of strikes me as no yeah. being <laughs> like, I don't know if you listen to or like follow like, um, uh, so Matt christman of Chapo has his own little streams that he started doing on Twitch. And he, I think since it stopped, but like one of the big things that he's kind of been grappling with is like the and obsessed with the founding of America and how like America is like the con man country he had like the Carney, the carnival barker, like the, um, I don't know, what do you call him? Uh, BT Farnham, ED Barnum. You know, the, the, the guys, circus guys, uh, and they would go around. And they'd sell their tinctures and their cures and their miracle whatevers, and people would buy it, and they love it because it's like, oh, my God, this thing will help me. Like, it's a giant gold rush. There's treasure just out west, you know? Like, mm-hmm. that's, like, the dream is that I can't make it in the city, can't make it in the east, can't make it in Europe, uh, but if we just move west, there's, you know, uh, rivers of gold and everything that you could possibly imagine. Your fortune is just out there. And it's in these kind of like outer reaches where, you know, people's hopes were high. And because of those hopes, they were willing to kind of buy, I don't want to say anything, but like, yeah, this, this rod will help you dig a well and find treasure. And these beads will help you, you know, and, and uh, I guess this like bottle of squid ink will uh, increase your lifespan a hundredfold.
1: Yeah, no, it's a hundred percent right along with all those people. And this was all around that same time period yeah. too. So it's like
0: I mean like the, the snake oil kind of salesman, uh like, like that's the era in which snake oil was a thing, right?
1: Well, and would you listen to a guy who had a hard time talking? Would you buy something from a guy who was, you know, kind of stumbling over his words and maybe was ugly? No. All those yeah. people were like probably generally good looking to a degree. And were charismatic and people would just sit there and listen to them and they could convince you of anything. Yeah. That's exactly what
0: Joseph Smith was. Yeah. And the people they and people want to believe, right? Like they really do oh, want yeah. to. Like, I, I mean, I, you know, skipping ahead a bit, but it's basically like the idea is like, oh, like North America is a Christian continent and they're like reclaiming it. Right. It's like a it kind of manifest destiny thing a little bit, too. Right.
1: Oh, Ooh, boy. Yeah, that that ties in quite a bit to some weird aspects of uh, Mormonism. But uh, yes, exactly that. So uh, which speaking of that. Uh, so, OK, so he publishes the Book of Mormon, right? Yes. Do You know
0: anything about
1: the Book of Mormon?
0: What's about <laughs> no oh wait i i know okay so let's see what i can recollect uh so one is that jesus came to north america he survived the crucifixion and came to north america and two is that um the people who were living in north america the native america like the indians were christian white christians but they were punished uh for or, or maybe they were jews maybe they weren't christians they were jews but they were punished for some reason and that's why they look the way they do
1: uh, mostly, yes. A couple of things, no, but yes. Mostly, yes.
0: Okay. Then those are the only two things that I, I, I Again, This is yeah. all from South Park, so.
1: No, no, you're good. So, and okay. actually turns out today, when you think of the Book of Mormon, if you know that story, you're like, wow, where does that idea come from? Like, in growing up as a young man in Mormonism, it was, to me, it was like, well, who would just make up that story? Like, uh, you know, that's yeah. pretty... Amazing story! Like,
0: yeah. it seems what would like they...
1: be more likely it's true rather than he just made that up. Well, turns out tons of people back then, late seventeen hundreds, early eighteen hundreds in America, were like, all these people over here who live here that you know in the land that's now ours. Um, they must have been Jews. I bet they were. <laughs> maybe they were the lost ten tribes of Israel. Yeah. That's where they all went. They came over here. so this concept was very prevalent at the time there's a a variety of books that have kind of similar gists to them Uh, but basically the book of mormon begins with a a guy named nephi and nephi is a, a, a teenager and he's honestly he's like a very boring character He's kind of like Superman. You know, Superman, it's just like I'm the good guy and I'm always great and I have every power ever. Yeah. Just this random rock that makes me look. It's like Nephi is the same way. It's like his brothers were like shitheads and his dad was like the prophet, but he even complained sometimes. He, his dad was more like your typical, you know, Jewish uh, guy from the Old Testament. But yeah. Nephi just never doubted he was always so great he always did what god told him to do
0: so he's like uh like joseph in the dream coat yeah
1: yes yeah just like that so that
0: kind of setup where it's like his brothers uh hate him and then they trick him into being a slave well
1: and actually so nephi and his family are descendants of manasseh Mm. the son of joseph so they're actually not of the tribe of Judah. They're, they're Israelites, but they're of one of the other 12 tribes. Yeah. And this is back in 600 years before Jesus. In, uh, I want to say the book of Ezekiel's maybe when this happened. Oh, shit. I don't remember. It's concurrent with Jeremiah. Anyway. During yeah. some time period, they're in Jerusalem.
0: Okay, and, so that, uh, that would mean that the temple has either just been built or it's just been rebuilt.
1: Yeah. Okay. No, this is a this is Ezekiel time period because Daniel the prophet is supposed to be the same age as Nephi. They never meet, but they're like around the same age. Okay. And Lehi, that's Nephi's dad. He's like, shit. God just, the Lord came to me and he said that, uh, to go preach to the people that the city is going to be destroyed because they're too wicked. No one listened to him. And he, um, so then God, the Lord was like, you know what, get out of here, man. Yeah. Uh, um, they leave the city. They travel for three days, their whole family. And then the Lord shows up and was like, Oh, actually, Go back. You know that rich guy in town? uh, He's got a book. He's got the scriptures, you know, the Old Testament up until that point written on a book made of brass. Yeah. Go buy it from him. Uh, He refuses to give it up. So then uh, God. So then Nephi sneaks into the town thinking he'll just beg him or something. And then uh, the guy shows up drunk and passes out. And God says, Nephi. Grab his sword. He's like, okay, I got it. What should I do now? He goes, now cut off his head. (sighs) Nephi's like, wait, I've never killed anyone. You said thou shalt not kill. He goes, look, it's more important that you get this book to read.
0: And it's more important that we can just take the book. Just take the book. Don't kill the guy.
1: (laughs) So, anyway, he he cuts him off. He manages to not get uh, all the blood on his clothes and he takes his clothes. Okay. And he goes and he steals the book. And then they get out of there. So anyway, then they go to and some other people join up with them. So now, you know, it's like some other dude who had the same number of daughters as Lehi had a number of sons. Yeah. So they go and they sail across the ocean to America. The okay. book makes it sounds like there's not a soul living on North and South America anywhere. Yeah. The current view is that like, well, it never says that explicitly. So there are probably billions of people living here back then. It it doesn't say there weren't.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, Because, you know, DNA shows that uh, the indigenous people, both continents came from Asia, not, you know, Jerusalem. Yeah. So it's just then a bunch of cycles of like uh, prophets who talk to the Lord. Yeah, they do. They
0: do the whole uh, like Old Testament mm -hmm. in North America.
1: Yeah. And so then... It's just, you know, up and down cycles of being good, being wicked, getting, you know, destroyed. Oh, sorry. Nephi, he's good the whole time, right? His brothers, though, they get to the new land and they're like, this is awesome. This is all ours. Nephi, you're such a drag. And the Lord is always telling us dumb rules. We're just going to go off and do our own thing. Mm -hmm. And so then they were cursed with a a curse mark, which, again, if you talk to anyone, the official line is currently well, we don't know what that curse mark was to uh-huh. said a curse of darkness it doesn't necessarily say he turned their skin dark but that's what it was is that he yeah. cursed them to turn their skin dark uh
0: <laughs> and also that's that's why they can't grow facial hair yes does that does that officially come up where they're like oh and they'll never grow hair on their faces either or is it just no
1: actually i'm not sure what you're referring to
0: which <laughs> oh, is because and uh, native americans they they can't uh right they have trouble growing facial hair Mm. just it's a genetic thing and so uh or at least it doesn't grow out like a full like european or mediterranean or whatever kind of beard right uh so i mean i and i think that's like one of the first things that europeans notice we're like holy shit they're they none of them have beards but they're all grown men what the hell you know Uh, and and vice versa they're like why you know the the americans are like why do they look like they look like animals they have the hair everywhere uh And so I figured, like, yeah, if they're going to, if you're going to be like, oh, here's like an explicit thing, they would say, yeah, uh, dark skin, uh, no facial hair, uh, easy. Yeah,
1: they never actually mentioned
0: that one. but Mm -hmm. um, Because I know the Old Testament mentions that, uh, like, like body hair a lot. Usually it's like um, uh, characters who are evil have tons of body hair. That's... (laughs)
1: <laughs> well it's funny yeah i guess it does now this has got more i think you know again joseph smith early 1800s it's got a much more the book of mormon has much more of a new testament vibe to it okay because you know obviously that's what we read mostly yeah but uh so anyway they just do this whole cycle thing over and over and like kind of each nation because then these two branches of family grew into giant nations of millions of people dark-skinned ones who did didn't listen to God and would were savages and wore loincloths and then the good people who dressed normal and were white and delightsome is the term that's used. Wow. (laughs) uh, (laughs) uh, An interesting thing that pops up, this is something as I became more like liberal and left-leaning growing up that always bugged me was the Book of Mormon, which again, Joe Smith, he's a comes from a poor family at this time period yeah. constantly talking about how riches make you a bad person yes and turn you bad and which is no one ever talks about that in the mormon church
0: anymore no well i mean uh, it's just like uh, much like uh, modern churches i think maybe i don't yeah, know like,
1: prosperity stuff
0: yeah which actually
1: that will later tie into ecclesiastes but uh So basically then um, to then Jesus is born right over in uh, Bethlehem and the night never got dark over in America as a sign to the people that this, that the Messiah was born. Okay. And then people believed like everyone in all of America believed for like five years and then quickly deteriorated into ultra wickedness and no one believing. Hmm. And there is a, uh, a film called "The Testaments." I'm sure you could find it. Just type in LDS, "The Testaments" movie. Okay, it's like an hour and a half long, or an hour long. Uh, it's got—it's all about this time period, and it features so many white people and brown face.
0: <laughs> oh man!
1: Clips of it. It's, it's, it's uh, but anyway. So then, so then Jesus. So, because everyone has become so cr- wicked that when Jesus is crucified, uh, there's like volcanoes and earthquakes and uh, just cities. Every single person in multiple cities is completely killed and wiped out.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Like some serious <laughs> death of tons and tons of people. <sighs> And it's dark for three days. And then Jesus, so Jesus, then, you know, he died. He was resurrected and he showed up to his. Yeah, you'll get to this New Testament. He shows up after he comes out of the tomb and it's like, hey, it's me. Should touch these holes in my hands and this mm-hmm. hole in my side from where the guy speared me. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. And then at the end of the, the that part of the new testament there's a line that he says like i must leave you now you guys go and spread my message and, and he says there are other sheep who are not of this fold which most people just took to mean like oh now it's time for peter and james and john to go teach like the greeks and stuff but really what jesus talked about was all the P- house of israel who had been scattered and so then he goes and he goes up into heaven and then he comes down from a cloud in america Mm. And he sets up twelve disciples there, and uh, <laughs> and, and everyone's okay. converted,
0: huh? So but wait, then the whole, um, and then
1: he's like, "Here's here's what you do: stop doing animal sacrifices, mm-hmm. e- uh, eat bread and wine." Yeah, I so- did my thing. Now I'm giving power to people to be allowed to do things. All right, see it, and he goes back up in heaven. And then the whole, like, good, bad cycle repeats for 400 years. And then until then, uh, the Lamanites, that's the dark-skinned guys, kill all of the Nephites, the white-skinned guys. yeah. Except for one, one last guy. Ooh, okay. A guy named Moroni. All right. He is given the task to go take the book that, you know, has been getting written over the course of a thousand years. And go hide it in a hill. And then he dies. Uh, And then he becomes this angel that shows up to Joseph Smith later. All right. So then that's where you get the Book of Mormon, right? And then people just started following Joseph Smith. And then he's like, uh, so you have to have uh, authority to be allowed to do things. You you know, so uh, me and the other guy who's helping me, right? We were like, who has the authority to perform baptisms? And we prayed. And then John the Baptist, as an angel, showed up and came to us, and he put his hands on our heads and gave us a blessing which made us be allowed to do that okay. and then later Peter, James, and John come and give him the upper Other. level of the power and authority to do they, more yeah. steps
0: they level him up yeah and
1: then so then you get this whole cycle of uh and he and he made twelve Joseph Smith then had twelve apostles mm who are the highest, you know, so there's the prophet and then the apostles who are the highest councils. Yeah. Uh, Joseph Smith gets killed and people, oh, they just get like, kept getting kicked out of town from town.
0: How does, how was Joseph Smith killed?
1: Uh, so he got arrested. <laughs> okay. he, uh, so some people who left the church who had been high up, but got a uh, pretty grossed out by him secretly marrying tons of women who were, some of them were actually kind of old. And then some of them were like 14, 16 years old.
0: Okay. I think it was the um, old ones that really creeped him out. They're like, my God, she's, uh, she's 21. She's way past yeah. her prime. Uh, the yeah, eggs, probably- they're, they're cracked and rotten.
1: <laughs> so they, they then started, they set up because like over time, it's like they kept getting kicked out of these different towns and they set up this town called Nauvoo in Illinois. Okay. Which is still there, but they, it started getting really big. Like it rivaled Chicago at one point. Okay. And like they've kicked out of like Missouri had made it legal to like kill Mormons if they didn't leave the state. Some <laughs> stuff. Okay.
0: Like both sides being
1: bad stuff that definitely
0: happened. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, no, nothing, nothing helps start a religion or, or foster one better than a persecution complex. Like if you, Ooh, you know, yeah. like, I mean, for Christians, that was a big deal for Jews. It's, you know, was and still is a big deal uh, for Muslims as well. And, uh, you know, now we have the Mormons and it's just like, well, they are cracking down, which means we must be right. If we were wrong, then they would just let us uh, do whatever we wanted. The fact that they're uh, they're saying that we're dangerous is, is proof.
1: Yes. Yeah, Satan is trying to stop the good work from happening. Yeah, he wouldn't try this hard if we were, you know, wrong. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, so then, uh, so he got uh, arrested. Oh yeah, because so these guys who left, who were getting grossed out by all this, started publishing a newspaper. They bought a printing press and they started spilling all the secrets.
0: Yeah. Do they? Was in the (laughs) hat or or what was in
1: the? Oh no, like the polygamy oh okay because like and and like i knew growing up that there was polygamy happening but like i didn't know that like joseph smith would go to a guy and be like so the lord needs you to go preach you know over in england or sweden and stuff like there's lots of people going and being sent out as missionaries to convert people Mm -hmm. like they would convert entire little towns in random places in europe and then everyone would up and move to the u.s it was kind of hmm. it was weird yeah
0: that's i mean yeah it's the the frontier kind of mentality right it's like they need people to to settle right and, and so
1: he'd send people out yeah and then while they were gone he would go talk to their wife and be like the lord has told me yeah that we need to have a special uh you know celestial marriage
0: So very, very much like what uh, David did with uh, Uriah and um, God. What's her name? Yeah, Uh, Bathsheba. Something. Bathsheba. Bathsheba. Yeah, Bathsheba. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly like that. Except this was all approved by God. Uh (laughs) Joseph says he didn't want to do this. He just loved his wife, his one wife who he married when he was twenty. And he didn't want any other ones. But then an angel showed up with a sword and said, you don't start doing this. God told me to come kill you.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: And so then he's like, all right, I guess I have to. I guess I have to start marrying all these other women. Um, and then like they came up while they were in Illinois, they came up this whole extra thing, this temple ritual. That's like, it's not just your usual church that you go to every Sunday. It's, you know, like if you look at Mormon temple, there are these big, fancy buildings and they stole a bunch of stuff from uh masonic rituals Mm -hmm. like if you go into youtube and look up this guy named new name noah he's got recordings of it all Uh, which was fun going into because you keep you have to keep it secret so that was cool when i was 19 years old and did that for the first time and had no clue about all the funny clothes and hand signs i'd be doing (laughs) Yeah, Uh, because basically the whole the whole culmination of all this is that you can get married on Earth legally, but Mm -hmm. that's only recognized by the law of where you live. And then once you you're dead, you're not married anymore. But if you get married by someone with that Peter, James and John leveled up power, it's called the priesthood. You are then uh, you will then be married in heaven, too.
0: Ooh, okay, that's feeling. Like. So
1: polygamy is not done anymore, you know, because it's against the law. So, like in the more the main Mormon branch is very mainstream, very big fans of like, we're gonna follow the law as much, you know, openly. We want to look good. Yeah. But if your wife dies and then you get remarried, you can be sealed, is what's called, to your new wife, and now you've got two wives in heaven when you're dead. Hmm. And that's, that's still the way it's set up. So that's, you know, cool. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, so anyway, so then Joe Smith gets arrested because, oh, yeah, because these guys made this newspaper with their yeah. secrets. And then Joseph Smith got a posse and they went and they uh, threw the printing press out the window and, like, burned down the building it was in.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. And he got arrested yeah. for that. So what happened? Oh, sorry, I'm yeah. just trying, I'm trying to skip ahead here, just in the interest of uh, time a little bit.
1: Oh, yeah. Sorry. How he right? die? A mob, a mob came and a shot him.
0: Okay. So he was, yeah, the first, uh, yeah.
1: And then one of his guys was a Brigham Young and one of his 12. And then he's like, all right, I'm taking over. I'm the leader here to round everyone up. We're getting the fuck out of here. People are pissed. Uh, we're going out West. We, they settled in Utah and Salt Lake. Yeah. And set up a state that it's kind of funny. It's, uh, (laughs) kind of not unlike israel today
0: you know <laughs> yeah well no it's it's that uh kind of <laughs> constantly relocating and searching for a place where you're uh, allowed to live. like yeah that's you know not yeah. atypical i mean i feel like that was the case with uh with islam as well i'm actually not 100 sure on this but i think it was like warring and fighting and getting kicked out of places and then trying to go back to those places oh, yeah maybe Yeah,
1: And so basically, then they've been centered and Salt like this uh, ever since. And there's always been a prophet, a president, and then 12 apostles. Okay. And the view is that the whatever God wants you to know, when God wants to come talk to people, he comes and he talks to the president of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, the Mormon church. Okay, and if if God's ever going to show up and talk to someone face to face, it's going to be to him, huh. and he's the only person who's allowed to make rules or set rules for what is uh, what God wants us to know.
0: Okay,
1: for so, our day,
0: so it's a pope.
1: Yeah, basically. Huh. <laughs> and uh, all right. But, you know, then kind of when people like me leave the church and become ex-Mormons, because we find find out that, like, wait, they used to teach totally different stuff. Uh, yeah. used to be that black people weren't allowed to, like, hold any kind of authority. You weren't allowed to do the temple stuff. You just could just join and then go. Yeah.
0: Uh,
1: <laughs> until 1978, then black people were allowed to be full Mormons if they wanted to. All right that's recent uh, that's a lot
0: more recent yes. than i would have guessed but
1: and it's like uh the whole the book of mormon musical has one of the songs has a line that like uh it's like i believe that god changed his mind about black people in 1978 or something like that which
0: yeah
1: I and mean, it's basically what <laughs> the, the current line is like well we don't know exactly what was going on we don't we don't. Joseph or Brigham Young just might have been like a racist guy because people used to be racist back then. Yeah, it's like, well, that's kind of the whole point of having a prophet is they're not supposed to be products of their time. But uh, but no one's perfect. So yeah. So anyway, I mean, don't. Oh, and also, you have to pay ten percent of your income.
0: There we go. That's that's yeah. the money. Mate. Now we get to the real the real shit.
1: Yeah, it's like uh the the church the Mormon Church holds like. It's estimated, no one knows for sure, because, you know, they're a church in the United States of America, so they get all sorts of protections. But mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> it's estimated they have, like, $100 billion worth of, like, stocks just supported. Huh. Uh, oh, all Canadian members of the church
0: yeah.
1: who donate their money, to their tithing, their 10%, it all goes directly as a don- uh, just big church donation to Brigham Young University in Provo, Utah. Huh. Because in Canada, if you, if the church accepts the money for itself, they have to report it and they don't want to have to report how much money they are yeah. in keeping and, or reporting what they're doing with it. So they just give it as a lump donation to the church owned university.
0: <laughs> Whoa. Okay, in the United so
1: States, and then they can just do whatever they want with it. Then,
0: <laughs> wow, huh? Yeah, uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, it's, it's all it's all church like money loopholes. I guess that's like the one of the things that I feel like Protestantism does right, as opposed to like the Catholic, you know, Catholic or like. Yeah. Uh, mormonism is like you don't have all of these massive global money laundering operations which don't get me wrong money money laundering rules i it just i want a piece of it you know otherwise it sucks yeah
1: (laughs) yeah Uh, oh no coffee no tea no alcohol no tobacco and then just kind of a big general drugs
0: yeah it's it's basically they're
1: prescribed If a doctor says you can take it then you're allowed to take it but otherwise Mormons are not allowed to do any of that. So okay. I, I uh, never drank until 2 years ago.
0: <laughs> nice. What'd you think?
1: It's fun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean it's I can only imagine, you know, after a little while. Eh, you can get a bit old, but uh but yeah. Interesting. I wonder I w- wonder why cuz I mean I know uh we were talking about how apparently Mormons are, uh, you know, very prevalent in the CIA and like organizations like that because they pass, uh, government tests like really easily or like background checks and stuff really easily. Is that,
1: well, yeah, it's because of all that stuff. Cause if you, then if you get to the point where you've like done the whole life, you go on, especially if you become a Mormon missionary Mm -hmm. and then you get married in the temple like and then you went to college at a college where you, you know, the rule Brigham Young University, the rules are like obviously you're not allowed to have any kind of coffee, tea, alcohol or tobacco and drugs. But also you're not allowed if you're a man, you can't have long hair or a beard.
0: Hmm.
1: Uh clothing is very restricted, you know, nothing above the knees. Hmm. You know, no if you're a woman, no spaghetti straps, like So if you've lived your whole life that way, you've gone to college or you never partied like you're and you're a smart person that you're, you know, have whatever kind of skills and intelligence that the CIA would be interested in you. Like you've lived a pretty standard, clean life and you're not going to have anything that's going to, you know be an issue with a background check and and also a big thing about mormonism is it's a there's a big focus on being honest all the time
0: Mm.
1: which is another thing that like uh made uh makes a lot of ex-mormons frustrated because it's like wow i was like honest my whole life and the church wasn't honest with me about anything (laughs) yeah but it's like very big focus on being honest and like and so you know it's like of course these people would be oh and a big deference to authority like or whatever you know yeah i don't know if i said that word right but like yeah just like being trusting of authority respecting authority doing as you're told all if so yeah if you've gotten to that point as a mormon and then you're exactly the type of person that the government would want to hire
0: (laughs) yeah huh i mean yeah i guess that does make them like the perfect kind of i mean you know assuming they're they're good Mormons if they were bad Mormons it's all out the window right like they could be
1: which able- yeah but that's the thing is a lot of bad Mormons if you're a bad Mormon you probably early on you probably didn't go on a mission or if you did then you know it's just kind of teenage stuff and then you change your act later yeah but then if, you know or you can't if you're a bad Mormon you're not allowed to get married in the temple which is a very big stigma you know also oh yeah masturbating and no premarital sex those are very big deals okay like
0: looking. you know look at
1: porn of any kind like it's all that stuff's very controlled too so like if you did all that you would managed to have enough self-control like it's not like if you do it once then you're hard from doing stuff but like you know if you do it you have to go talk to your you're basically your priest
0: okay uh, do you have do anyway. they have a confession in uh Mormon. Yeah, well, it's
1: only when you do something that you're supposed to like, that's kind of significantly bad that then you're supposed to go confess it mm. to your leader and then he helps you get forgiveness the right way, which usually just involves like meeting with him once a week for a while and praying a lot. Sometimes you're not allowed to take the bread and in Mormonism now it's water. It's not wine anymore, of course. Cause no mm. alcohol, but you're not allowed to eat the bread and water and if wow. you do something really big. You'll get excommunicated or something. then you can get, you have the chance to get rebaptized. It's a,
0: yeah, it's, it really, it really does strike me as being uh, just uh, North American Catholicism.
1: It, structurally, it totally is it, but it's got a lot more control over people. Cause so Catholicism, it's like, if you don't go to church every week. Like, it's uh you know is it really being a huge thing but if you don't go every week in mormonism you're not taking the bread and water which means you're not the spirit can't be with you as much and you're not getting forgiveness of your sins
0: yeah well that's uh i well, mean maybe in modern, modern Catholic, not in, maybe not in modern catholicism but like in old catholicism yeah before. The Middle Ages is probably more central in the way that like this new modern Mormonism is trying to reinvigorate or, or be, you know?
1: Yeah. Like I don't like the word cult because there's no official definition of what is a cult. Yeah. But there's a term, a high demand religion, mm-hmm. which is a puts tons of oh yeah, there's no the guys up at the top, the president and the twelve apostles, they get paid. Um because they their whole entire life is now I'm just doing this church thing 24 seven, every single day of my entire life. Yeah. For until I'm dead. Uh, Like the Pope. So they, they get money to, you know, more than they need to just get by. And they've got like, you know, fancy cars and security and stuff, but the local people, no one gets paid for anything. Wow. Your priest, your Sunday school teacher, and it's very, these are de- very demanding like jobs. No one gets paid. So you're, if you, you know, it's like your guy who you go to church with, who's also your dentist, might also then get become the, you know, the bishop, the, which is the priest basically. Mm-hmm. Now he's got to talk to everyone in your congregation. Or maybe the guy who teaches you Sunday school is like
0: yeah. your
1: neighbor who's also, you know, an accountant. But he's also, so you he's, have to spend yeah. time outside of your day job preparing for then your Sunday job. Yeah. So oh my God. And, and you're never supposed you're told never say no mm-hmm. to a, a job, basically. Yeah. So I would put it a step behind if you're gonna go on a scale of what is or isn't a cult,
0: yeah. I
1: would maybe put Jehovah's Witnesses right on the edge of being a cult. Yeah. Where a Scientology is definitely one.
0: Yeah.
1: But then Mormonism's a step behind Jehovah's witnesses they're a little more intense yeah about some things, but yeah, so it's very high demand life
0: <laughs> <laughs> damn that yeah it couldn't be for me uh it seems like it's i mean I don't know don't uh it strikes me as being uh too material and uh soulless but you know what? Also, what do I know? Right. It's
1: well, you're supposed to lose yourself to what you're, you know, that's a big thing that ex Mormons end up having issue with is like, I don't know who I am as a person because I devoted my whole life to this thing I was told about. So I don't, I don't know myself.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's, Um, it is, it is kind of nice. It like does treat it as like a a real religion. It's something that you, you have to buy Definition, believe in it. You can't be like, oh, like I'm culturally, like I'm culturally Jewish, right? Like that's not yeah. really a, a, a thing. I, I I consider like I'm not really part of the religion, you know. Whereas like Mormons, it's like either you are or you aren't, you know? And they have a very, it seems like a very strict, like, if you're not uh you know getting married in the church and you're not taking the the sacrament, then you're not a Mormon. You know? Yeah, exactly. So <clears throat> that, uh seems to make it a bit more clear cut and a bit more real. So I'll give them that.
1: Yeah. Oh, and uh, you had asked about Jesus. So God God has a physical body, right? Yeah. So back before the earth was created, God had a body because he used to be a a regular guy. (laughs) Okay. And then he became, then he became God. Uh, And so then he and had, Children with his his also his so he has no blood, but he's got just a glorified immortal human being.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he had spiritual children who were spirits, but no bodies, with his uh, his wives. Wives, um, yes. Well, where? you know, of course, he yeah. had
0: multiples. But wh- where, where, like- did they, where do the wives come from? So well, that, that implies that they're like other female gods out there which
1: well they they are then goddesses uh you know because they're with him
0: yeah but so, like okay well
1: so they had children right yeah spirits and then uh the earth was created and then adam and eve were uh so oh so the arching archangel uh michael mm-hmm he was one of these guys, right? He was one of these spirits, obviously. And he was chosen to be the first human man. And when he was born with a body and he had his memory wiped, he was given the name Adam. Okay. And, uh, and then then his, uh, his wife was Eve. Uh, and, but God's firstborn son in, in the spirit was jesus and jesus was the best son ever and he was always righteous he was right there never did anything right. he was always great and uh so before the earth was made god was like i want to give you guys bodies uh so you can be just like me um how should but you know you're if i give you a body then you will by definition sin and make bad choices so what do we do and one guy was like just send me down to be the savior of everyone and I'll just pay the price for everyone. So then everyone can just uh, do what they want. Um, Or maybe they're forced to live like robots and never sin. It's not exactly clear, Uh, but I'll get all the glory. But then Jesus was like, look, send me down and punish me and I'll let people choose if they want to follow me.
0: And God oh, wait, was there was like, another guy different. who wanted to be Jesus? Yes. Uh-huh. Lucifer.
1: <laughs> okay. And so then he was like pissed off and he started a war, which no one knows what that means because presumably no one could be killed as spirits. But anyway, God then cast him and like a, a third of the hosts of heaven onto the earth.
0: Huh
1: to uh and they'll never get bodies which makes them mad because apparently being a spirit sucks you just want a body
0: interesting okay so they still yeah, have possession so, is like a thing in mormon belief yeah, like that you least, can possess by be possessed yeah. by spirits
1: yeah it used to be a bigger thing it's really not talked about anymore just because like a lot of mormons actually become doctors so like
0: oh yeah you can't
1: really uh... aren't big on a lot of the, it's like well no that's just a uh, epilepsy or you know whatever
0: okay so now it's like they've they've got their secular mormonism where it's uh huh interesting yeah
1: yeah like the current a liberal prophet. a
0: liberal mormonism that keeps up with well, the times no,
1: the, that's been a little i wouldn't say liberal but like the current mormon prophet right now yeah he's a, a, he, he was a heart surgeon
0: huh
1: you know and his <laughs> his his life before he became a full-time guy interesting so uh so anyway then uh all these people uh came down to earth oh the lord in the old testament anytime he sh- shows up that's actually the spirit version of jesus it's never god himself god himself oh my never
0: god. Up no it's jesus This seems like they're spending a lot of time. Like, this is a lot of revisionism, like a lot. Like, how can you (laughs) call yourself Christian at this point? Like it's, this is uh, beyond like, I mean, if you look at like Islam or whatever, it's like, Oh, like they have some basic kind of tenets and stuff and that are different and different strain, but it all, it all kind of meshes together kind of well. But from what I'm hearing, it sounds like Mormons. It's it. They just really just scrapped it. They basically scrapped and used some of the parts. You know, well, this, it's oh, like a reconstituted kind of meat. It's like they took the chicken and ran it through, uh, you know, a slurry machine, and then mixed it with like plant and bone material to make a little nugget of religion.
1: Well, just a lot of elaboration because most people, you ask So, what were you doing before you were born? They'd be like, "Well, I guess I didn't exist." You're like, I don't know, maybe God hadn't made me yet. But this gives a whole background, whole backstory to it that. Yeah. It's like, yeah, so so, so God never shows up in the Old Testament. It's Jesus, but he is God because he's a God.
0: Okay. He's number
1: two in command of all of the the universe, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so then anyway, he comes. So then Mary is, you know, conceived as a virgin, which is why Jesus was able to never sin. See because he didn't have he wasn't fully mortal. Hmm. So wait
0: did, like a, when uh Jesus impregnated Mary was it just his spirit entering her body or was it Yeah, like how does that yeah, work? You
1: know, there were a couple of people back in like the like the 1950s or something some church leaders who were like, "Well, God, you know, he has a physical body. He must have had sex with Mary, but that was that's and a lot of ex-mormons like to joke about that but my understanding is the majority of the time everyone's just always believed that jesus just jumped into her womb his spirit yeah you know, that's put, that
0: seems to be like an egg i guess if yeah. you want to put it like that yeah that, like seems to make the most I don't want to say sense, but like, yeah, this is kind of how I would imagine it is just, he like whoop and, and ghost hopped right in there, uh, commandeered.
1: That's That's what I always believed. And that's seems to be what most Mormons believe. You know, it's only a few weirdos who are like, no, God used his physical human penis to impregnate Mary, which
0: yeah
1: wouldn't make her virgin anyway. So most Mormons, yeah. It's just like, yeah, the spirit Jesus, uh, Again, the God of, of the Old Testament, who jumped inside of her. And because of that, he was able to, because all humans were, were not capable of not sinning, because mm-hmm. we're fully mortal. But he wasn't fully mortal, so he never sinned. Um, so then when he died, um, you know, paid the price for our sins, he was, you know, he didn't owe anything. So he was, so him taking it on, it was the whole, you know, it was like, he was able to pay because he hadn't, you know. So anyway, then he, when he died and he came back three days later, he then was in a resurrected body, just like God's. Mm -hmm. And a a bunch of, of everyone who had been good up until this point, then got also got resurrected after Jesus. So, so any skeleton you find that is older than 2000 years old was a person who wasn't good.
0: <laughs> mm.
1: um, and so then, yeah. Uh, so that's why he was able to then tell his, you know, apostles touch the hole in my hand and feet. <sighs> and that's, um, man i think that's kind of the gist of it
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was a bit longer than i uh, imagined but yeah now i think i understand mormonism and i'm not a fan <laughs> don't like it but <laughs> now nah, but i get it you know uh, no offense yeah. to all my uh, mormon followers out here but here we believe that uh, god is is not a doesn't have a body there are none like him uh, not a religious person but i i i do you know felt a little tinge of like whatever the heresy gland is i think every human has <laughs> one was getting a bit juiced up and inflamed at the notion of him having like kids god having wives it, like, oh, oh yeah to much. wrap
1: that part up so where, where did god and his wives come from well when after everything's all done all the good people will get resurrected. And if you've lived life the right way, like, you know, the Mormon way, you'll get resurrected to, you'll get the full, full, most, most humans will just go to like regular heaven and just kind of be angels hanging out. But Mormons will get the full body, resurrection, glory.
0: Yeah.
1: And, you, and again, you're married for forever. Because remember, you get, if yeah. you get married the right way by Peter, James, and John power. Yeah, then they get to be married in in heaven, too. So you get you then become a God after this. after, you know, Jesus comes again and everyone gets judged and stuff. Yeah. Now you get to become a God and get to go do your own thing and have your own spirit children and create new earths.
0: Oh, my God. You get to become God. No. <laughs> where God came from. Uh, no. <laughs> that's, that's not. Uh. So we have a grandpa God and a great grandpa God. It's just gods all the way down. This means that I was just, you know, but if that's true, then uh, we're, we're just some jackass heart surgeons, uh, spirit children.
1: Yeah, pretty much.
0: And, and the, well, the well, only hope no. is to find a, a, another and create your own little, it's like a little uh, God Ponzi scheme where you're just constantly trying to like reproduce out <laughs> fractally into there, your there's,
1: own. There's a reason why Utah is the MLM capital of the, the country.
0: Yeah. No, it. it <laughs> we just, just are,
1: love our, we just love our authority pyramid structures.
0: <laughs> it, it, it all, it all makes sense.
1: So oh, now, so you probably
0: don't have any like full blown Mormon listeners? No, uh, I will they, say, yeah, that that, that is a, a very definite no because
1: because Mormons are the most reliably Republican church in the entire United States, it's ultra conservative. Yeah. There are a few who are kind of liberal and progressive, but uh.
0: Yeah. Not a ton because what oh,
1: happens? When, to them when I said li- when I said liberal, I meant mean? liberal
0: in the uh, like the a classically liberal sense. Oh yeah, of like being like oh like it just economic sense. Like oh well, that's the way the winds are turning. Black people are free. Fine. Okay. You know. Yeah. As opposed to like. Yeah,
1: no, but I think anyone who came across your Twitter would who was a a very full blown Mormon would. Just be like ooh, a liberal, a leftist,
0: and yeah. And which no way, <laughs> they, they would just recoil. I mean, not even the, not even uh, as a, as a political beliefs or whatever. Oh, they would, they would look at it and you'd be hard. like, disgusting. They just gross. On I mean, a pure aesthetic level, uh, it's uh, reprehensible. But yeah. <laughs> anyway, do you uh, do you want to talk about Ecclesiastes? Because we don't, we don't yeah, have a ton actually, of time left.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry. It's, it's, again, it's kind of hard to like figure out what stuff because i mean there's there's so many dumb little things that it's like you can just go on and on and on and on like
0: yeah you know, i mean like, it is it is a bit it's a big ask to say uh, explain mormonism to me <laughs> you know the entire history of like this like yeah. 20 million people church or, or whatever uh but but yeah, so Ecclesiastes, it's basically, well, it's like, it takes the structure of a sermon, I guess, right? Uh, yeah, well, here's something that I liked about Ecclesiastes. When you asked me to, my
1: first reaction was like, oh, shit. I don't know anything about Ecclesiastes.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, I know of it, because we do, Mormons do use the Bible still. Mm. The King James Version, actually. Um, I was like, oh, shit. I don't, I don't know anything about that. But then I realized the reason why is like, it kind of goes against everything that the church tells you is important. Like the, like Mormonism, they will tell you that like, Oh yeah, bad things happen to good people. But for the most part, it's like, if you have bad stuff, it's a test. The Lord's just testing you because most of the time, if you're a good person, you will have a good life. Yeah. And if you're a bad person, you won't. So it's like all this very prosperity type shit. Yeah. But the Ecclesiastes, it's like no wonder I never read this in church. It's like talking about how like you know, life is just is what it is and stuff happens and like
0: Yeah, exactly it's actually
1: really great.
0: So oh, it's it's, it's one of talking, the better uh like I've been finding in the books of I mean, you know, the old testament's pretty good, but now we're getting into like the really philosophical kind of end of things, like with Job and Ecclesiastes. So
1: Yeah, no, I really I really liked it. Just like it was the first time I ever sat down at what, at least in a long time, I read like some scriptures mm-hmm. and just kind of went with it. I wasn't looking for something specific. I wasn't like trying to take notes. It was just like just reading it. And it's uh... so I don't know what word. So do you have yours open? Uh, I do. Yeah. Chapter one, verse two. How's it worded in your copy?
0: Ooh. Yeah. So in mine, it is. Oops. Chapter one, uh, verse two, sorry. Um, Yeah, it says vanity of vanities, uh, all is vanity. Or like, you know, it says the preacher, vanity of vanities, all is vanity.
1: Okay, so it uses the word vanity over and over in your copy?
0: Yeah, vanity, yeah, is the, that's the big word.
1: I've got a a note in mind, and like from what I was reading online, that like the word vanity, the word, the original Hebrew word, kind of is more like... Un, in sub, unsubstantial or like emptiness, yeah, just like uh, without substance.
0: That's like, sense. I could
1: see, I can see what. So it was kind of like, which he, you know, for the listeners, he repeats over and over again that everything is vanity, so it's like everything is, you know,
0: it's all a big nothing, yeah, yeah. It's, it's all a big nothing, everything is hollow, there's no like purpose to uh, life, and he like goes through and he's like, oh, like why be wealthy, you know, because your wealth will just disappear. Why acquire wisdom since the wise man and the fool uh, wind up and they all go to the same place. Uh, why build great works and toil uh, because after you've finished, you have to leave those works and that the fruits of that toil to someone else. And who knows whether they'll look after it responsibly because you have no say it is is basically nothing in this life is guaranteed except for the life that you have. It's very, yeah. very kind of, uh, like I was, I was looking at this, like especially uh, uh, chapter nine, verses seven to nine, where like I think it kind of more or less sums it up. Uh, where he says, go eat your bread with enjoyment and drink your wine with a merry heart for God has already approved what you do. Let your garments be always white. Let not oil be lacking on your head. Enjoy life with the wife whom you love all the days of your vain life, which he has given you under the sun, because that is your portion in life in your toil, which you toil underneath the sun. And it's got a kind of like, you know, live, laugh, love kind of energy to it. I thought. Right. That's kind of, they they call it the present because it's a gift. Kind of deal,
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, there's one spot I didn't mark it, so I can't find it now. But he he said something about like don't devote your life overly to you know, like you'd mentioned, to like only seeking wisdom and don't do yeah. only to just doing righteous things. Like, like the vibe I got from it was yeah. like, can
0: I have some balance? Yeah. Well, it's it's uh, seven fifteen. Um, or 7:15 to 17 where he says in my vain life i have seen everything there is a righteous man oops, uh, there is a righteous man and uh, who who perishes in his righteousness and there is a wicked man who prolongs his life in his evil doing be not righteous overmuch uh and do not yeah. make yourself overwise why should you destroy you yourself be not wicked over much, neither be a fool. Why should you die before your time? It is good that you take hold of this and not withhold your hand for he who fears God shall come forth from them all. That's the one. It's yeah, a brilliant I like that line. A lot. Yeah. It's a great That's line. Cause that. it's like, Oh my God, this is like, it's almost a very, it's a, a, a holistic, healthy approach to like living. It's like, what really is it all for? Like even the most righteous man, you know, if you bring yourself early to death, what, what is it for you know what's it all for Mm -hmm.
1: yeah and like because you know I've known people from you know grow my church and other churches like who just devoted their entire lives to like you know God but like even at the detriment of like some of the people close to them you know their kids or and it was like well that's a good thing but also like God God wants you to spend time with kids too he wants your kids to have a relationship with you so like you're kind of blowing it there and yeah, also you know there are times I've like spent an entire day just you know like getting distracted and obsessed with something and it's like wow I'm an expert on this one dumb topic but uh, I just completely wasted <laughs> I know yeah. human, you know it's just like there's lots of levels to where it's like yeah just try to have like balance yeah, yeah I really like that one uh, this a lot and it was good because again it's like this is a book that uh growing up there's a lot of certain parts of the bible that mormons are very big about and i i'm very familiar with but this was not one of them
0: yeah i don't know how but much me, yeah I, I, I don't know how so much eclesiastes gets read generally speaking like i know true. I, I i know it's uh read so you have the torah and then you have like the Haftarah, which is like read alongside it uh, and that's like the the latter part, uh, like that's not in the the original five books. Um, but in Christianity, apparently, it's like a, up until like really recently in Catholic, uh, like they read like ninety percent of the the books they would read were from the New Testament, and like the other ten percent were Old Testament stuff. Like, what are the odds that you'd read Ecclesiastes, like anything from there? You know, and that's absurdly. Yeah. So that's kind of why I'm I'm doing this project is because there are so many books that no one is really like looked at, you know, <laughs> who can really, uh, I mean, in Ecclesiastes is like one of the more popular ones because it's like, Oh, it's like the good one. Right. Like, or not the good one, but it's like the book of Job or whatever, where, um, people are always surprised by how, yeah, I guess how good it is. How, uh, yeah. how meaty. So,
1: okay. So I've got a question for you. Mm. Have you read the next book yet?
0: Uh song of Solomon. Yeah. Uh no, I have not. That's that's coming up. I gotta I guess you on that.
1: Have have as much fun down as you can because it is it's very funny. Is it? It's uh, very funny,
0: yes. Is that is, is Song of Solomon one that comes up in the Mormon church a lot?
1: No, it doesn't. In fact, from my understanding it like comes up with like no one ever, like no one really seems to put a ton of focus on it. Yeah. Because it's like these weird poems or songs that are supposed to be Solomon. Like basically it's like, like some people, I don't know there are parts where it's like, Oh yeah, it's to the church or this is a metaphor for God talking to his people, but it's
0: like just talking to a woman. <laughs> yeah.
1: Talking about like her breasts and her hair and stuff like, Ooh, baby. But it's yeah, well, I mean, really
0: Solomon was notorious for being a horny man. He actually, I believe yes. he was uh, punished by God for being, for how horny he was. Yeah.
1: But it's just like, it's got some really goofy sounding stuff in it, which it's like maybe in the original Hebrew, like rhymed well, but it sounds, it sounds really, it's just really funny and entertaining. Yeah. And then after that, uh, you have, is Isaiah the longest one in the New Old Testament?
0: Uh, it's, it's pretty damn long. I'm looking at like 40 goddamn pages here. It's not the, I don't think it's the longest, but it may be. Oh, actually, yeah. You know what? It's like it's 60 something verses. It is. Yeah.
1: Well, they they're pretty sure three different authors wrote Isaiah, so because mm. it covers three different time periods. So you could potentially yeah. split it up.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, that's maybe. Maybe I'll do that. Uh might Those just split. Most- I don't I don't like doing the split episodes, yeah. but I've been trying to keep it like in time with the rest of the Bible and like the way that uh the so, like, I think it's Chronicles and Kings and stuff. I, I combined a lot of them because, one, in the c- Catholic Bible, they're just all combined, uh, but mm. also because they're so interlinked that it, it doesn't really make sense to have them as separate chapters because it's like, oh, and here's where we just yeah. left off last time and, you know, it's a different guest, though, so they don't, may not know what's going on. But oh, That's a good
1: point. But an uh, interesting thing. A couple of Old Testament passages, or multiple Old Testament passages, get quoted in the New Testament. Yeah, And I I think Isaiah's the number one where the vast
0: majority of them come from. Interesting. Okay, so yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to. I think was uh, uh, what's their name? Snoopy. Yeah, Transregret Snoopy.
1: Transregret Snoopy actually mentioned this in their episode that it's like, uh yeah there's a ton of stuff about jesus in isaiah or about the messiah you know yeah which obviously then so comes up quite a bit in the new testament so that, that's kind of interesting
0: okay well i'm looking forward yeah because i've gotten some things uh you know throughout the bible these like little hints that it's like oh wait a minute i know this like it's like uh, it'll be like a, a someone i can't remember which section of the book was like holding a sermon on the mount and i was like wait the mount you know <laughs> uh, i mean and it looked like the mount was zion which i don't know if they, the one jesus does is different but it's like that and there's like a, um, a hymn where it's like turn the other cheek and i'm like wait a minute <laughs> this is all it's all starting to come together yeah uh, so i really seeing that kind of uh coalesce and form up is is super cool that's that's something i don't think is, is i mean I wouldn't know if it's talked about uh, a lot and I'm kind of out of the loop. So it's uh, it's all new to me, but it's like, I didn't realize that it's all, it's all cohesive like that. Anyway. Yeah. So that's uh, Mormonism and Ecclesiastes. Sorry. Just, I really have to go to the bathroom and we're like, no, you're good. Uh, an hour well, and you, a bit in. If you ever uh, want
1: me back on, I won't, you know, we've already talked about it once. So, I won't go into all that stuff
0: again. <laughs> hey, no problem. Honestly, you've been a good guest. Very enlightening uh, to learn about. So, yeah, I guess I do my introductions at the end, uh, typically. So this has uh, been House Cat with uh, Drew. Drew, do you have anything to plug? Nope, I don't. Okay. Uh, do you want me to put your Twitter in the the bio or anything, or just leave it out? Uh,
1: you know, go for it.
0: All right. Perfect. All right. And uh, to all of my Bible buddies, I will see you next time. I love you.